Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 131. We are in deep in October, Halloween time. Yay. Yeah, I know. It's going to be so great this year. Yeah, it's on a Saturday and uh, we're going to spend it with your parents. It's going to be yep, great. <laughs> Halloween fun is canceled. Canceled, baby. <laughs> we're still going to have fun at my parents. Yes. We yeah, I'm not saying it like that. I'm just trying to back you up here. So. Yeah. It's a different kind of fun. On a typical like, Saturday Halloween, you yeah. might be at like a Halloween party. Yeah. Those uh, are canceled. Yeah, unless, you know, you want to break the rules. But yeah. I don't, and no one should. Do you hear me? Um, and we get to see my almost 15 month old niece in an Elmo costume that she adores. So All right, well. it's going to be super fun. Her first monster. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is, she, is she dressing up as Elmo or the guy who originated oh, Elmo? Okay. <laughs> Which is the real monster Unfortunately, here. Unfortunately, that's what I always think of, but she's <laughs> entirely too young to process that. Mm -hmm. yeah. maybe, uh, maybe we won't bring that up until she's an adult. Right, right. <laughs> but we'll talk about it right now in front of her, and she won't know what the hell she we're won't, talking about. She won't get yeah. it. <laughs> Alright, let's get to some movies and TV shows. What do we got? So, let's go through mm. the movies that we... Let's first talk about Lovecraft Country. That's the TV yes. show that we finished. We've, the first season is now complete. That's on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I really want to know what you think about this show. I really like it. You really like it? Yeah, I like the whole idea of it being kind of a fuck you to H.P. Mm. Lovecraft, who is incredibly racist, and right. setting his similar types of stories in like a 1960s black America setting. More like... 50s, I want to 50s? say. 50s? Okay. 50s. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, things aren't going all that well. Yeah. But, um... So one of the monsters is white people. And one of them is black, too, like, at the end, I want to say, because there's two different, like... Well, I'm, I mean, you're, you're talking... I'm talking about literal monster now. Right, right, you're right, talking right, right. about the figurative, but mm -hmm. at the end of the show, they do have two different monsters, and one is white, one is black. Correct. Um, I love this show. Yeah, I'm so glad. Yes. I really didn't know what you'd think of it. I'm really right. digging it. I um, this season's over, so um, I'm, I won't spoil anything. But it is a really great show. Nothing like I've ever seen before, and uh, it, it went really well. The last episode. Luckily, when we watch TV, like you can't see what I look like 
but I can kind of see what you like look like when we watch something because we're at like an angle. Right. Dude, I am so happy because I was fucking bawling my eyes out that Aww. last episode. <laughs> so <Real> so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the whole episode, not even like the end or anything, like the whole episode. But yeah, uh, I like the show a lot. Yeah. Wow. I didn't mm-hmm. know that it moved you like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. And it's great to see um, black characters, uh, especially in a time like the 50s and stuff, and, and seeing the interaction interaction there. Because a lot of um, movies with black people in it now are very contemporary. And I kind of like to see what the difference is between people of different colors, even, in different eras. So I just find it very interesting. And I think now we are hearing black stories from black people. Right. Instead of a white person's perspective. Right, yeah. Of black people. So, yes, I agree. It's a great show. Great show. All right, next. Next, the movies that we watched together, we watched uh, Scare Me. Scare Me, yes. Um, which has the woman from The Boys, the supervillain in the second season. Mm-hmm, yeah, it, this one is pretty much just two people telling stories. Mm-hmm. And they're not even cutting away to like what they're talking about. Like what you would think would happen in a movie like this, where you, you have someone over a campfire and you just don't show them talking about the story you'll cut away to the story and what mm-hmm. they're talking about then come back to them later well this is just them acting out these stories yes and it works because mm-hmm. the actors they have are, are you know they're, they're they're able to to really go into that character and, and really just act you know and and kind of and they're writers they're playing writers so uh these two different characters one's an established writer and one's just a guy trying to be a writer right, <laughs> or says right. he's a writer uh, as opposed to actually going out and doing it. But they both have imaginations, and both, you can tell, both of these characters have seen a shit ton of movies before. Yeah. And they're able to act out these different parts, which is funny to me, because <clears throat> I've seen a shit ton of movies also, and you can you have these, these tropes in films that they do over and over and over right. again, and you can easily pick out what tropes they're doing when they're acting out these different scenes, which is, it, it's funny. It's a funny movie. It's yeah. unique. So yeah, I, I like this one. It's on Shutter. I agree. It's very entertaining. You like the characters immediately, um, and yeah, if you're a theater nerd, you're gonna love this. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> this is what you and your theater nerd <clears throat> friends do around a campfire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, check that one out. That one's on Shutter. <clears throat> the and then the next movie, the only movie that we watched. Oh, I'm sorry, the Mortuary Collection, 2019 yes. on Shutter. We watched that one together. Uh, that was, I was just looking for a fun anthology Halloween movie that I yes. hadn't seen before. Yes. So that's what the Mortuary Collection was. And this one was good. Mm-hmm. All the same director, I believe. And it, this one is on Shudder, too, right? Yeah, it's on Shudder. It's on Shudder. So I was like, we should rent this. And I was like, oh, we already got it. It's on Shudder. Yeah. So. It's <clears throat> been on Tales from the Hood, kind of. Yeah. The Mortician. Right, yeah, yeah it, it is. Um, and the Mortician, there's this... Has an opening for a spot for this mortuary, and this woman applies, and she's uh, you, she's kind of suspect a little, but not completely. She's just asking, she's asking the the uh, the mortician like weird questions, like right. tell me a scary story and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So he goes through different stories, uh, like an anthology would, um, just like Tales from the Hood, just and, with different bodies, right? Yeah. 
And um, yeah, this is one of the more of the top tier. I would say this one. Um, okay, here are my tiers for the anthology horror movies. Mm-hmm. Top, like a number 10 for anthology horror, Creepshow. Mm-hmm. A one for anthology horror, Creepshow 3. Okay. So in this one, so this is, yeah, this is a good, this is a good seven. Okay. This is a good seven. Um, one of the good top tier ones, by yeah. Your Likert scale, right? Yeah. And Creepshow Two is like a five. Okay. So hey, see, yeah, that, that's the scale of horror anthologies, yeah, yeah. right there. Creepshow One, Two, and Three, in descending order, also. So it was um, fun. It had a little twist. Yeah, it did. Um, it did have a twist. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this one. It's good. Yeah, I agree. Check that out. It is on Shutter. Um, next and the last movie that we watched together before our movie of the week was The Owners. Yes, yes. Uh, that's a rent. It's from this year and it's a new release, Rent on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they were going to release it in the theaters. Maybe. It stars Maisie Williams and she's still pretty popular right now. Yeah, true. Oh, uh, um, yeah. This one that is... That was the draw for me. Yeah. It's Maisie Williams. <clears throat> this, this is just... Um... Another take on the home invasion film. Yes. With twists and turns. Right. Um, this one's okay. I thought it was okay. I think you probably liked it a little bit more than I did. Well, maybe. Yeah, it didn't start out... It did surprise me in mm-hmm. some area. I mean, you know, based on the trailer, that it's probably going to be like, oh, the owners of the home aren't what you think. Right, exactly. Um, but it still has some surprises, I think. Luckily, I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. I didn't want you to. I just wanted you to watch it. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those films. There's a character in it, you just want to, you seriously want to beat the piss out of him as well. All three of the male characters. Right. I you, want you, them to die right away. But the big guy, you, you oh the, I God. really, yeah, exactly. And I, but at the same time, it plays a role in the movie. Which I can kind of appreciate that. So, um, yeah, check it out. It's it's. I I thought it was all right. Yeah, I liked it. Check it out. It was five bucks, I think. Yeah, it was five dollars. Um, yeah. And don't you have? Uh, and I guess this moves us on to the next segment. It does. A segment we haven't done in a while. Like quite a while. Uh, don't don't get too excited. It's not Action Prime. No. That that's that's gonna take a little while longer. But yeah. Um. What segment is this? So now you've entered Jessalyn's corner. Oh, here we are. Oh, we're in trouble now. <laughs> I don't know why you think that. I watch great movies. Um, but did I? Let's see. So there's this Welcome to Bloom House on Amazon, much like the uh, Into the Dark Into right? the Dark series on Hulu. This is a Bloom House production, and they released four movies for Halloween that are included with Prime. So I watched all four, so you don't have to. <laughs> because I am getting a little bit sick of Bloomhouse produced movies, um, especially the Into the Dark. I enjoyed them. I didn't think, well, I did think a couple of them were terrible. They, <laughs> yeah. they are kind of annoyingly low budget when you know that Bloomhouse has the budget, mm, I yeah. guess. Um, and so, yeah, some of them aren't ter- terribly original. I do think all these were, sort of. So let's dive in. Okay. So the first one that I watched was The Lie. You can find that, like I said, on Amazon. That stars Joey King from, what's she from? The Conjuring? 
The Conjuring, I think. Yeah, she's in tons of shit now. What, yeah. Slenderman, wasn't she in that Slenderman, too? The, the Kissing Booth, the the act, and oh, what was my... Oh, God. Was it... Wish Upon! Wish Upon, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, she... she... Did a lot of horror movies, and now yeah. it looks like she's her star power is coming up now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's the star of this. And then we've got uh, the woman whose name I can never pronounce from The Killing, Mariah Enos, and Peter Sarsgaard mm-hmm. play her parents. <clears throat> um, so the premise of this, I'll just read, the father and daughter are on their way to a dance camp. When <laughs> when they spot the girl's best friend on the side of the road, when they stop to offer the friend a ride, their good intentions soon result in terrible consequences. Hmm, okay. So you think evil kid movie. Joey, Joey King is actually the evil kid. The bad hmm. seed, if okay. you will. That's not exactly how it goes. There is a surprise ending, but I feel like the movie was kind of a slog until you get to the surprise ending. You're kind of mm. like, okay, I get it, evil kid, I understand. The acting's all good. Peter Sarsgaard, Mariah Enos, however you say her name. Yeah, um, yeah Joey King. Uh, the the twist, I think, is laugh out loud funny. <laughs> um, and not necessarily in a bad way. I think it's sort of supposed to be laugh out loud, like, oh my god, you're all fucked funny. Okay. Um, should I watch this? No. Okay. This one I wouldn't recommend to you. Um, I'm not, I don't not recommend it to you listeners. It's okay. Um, I don't think Larry would like it. Next is Black Box with Felicia Rashad. Uh, let's see. Black Box. Don't even. It is an all-black cast. I'm sure that's part of it. Um, the other characters I'm not, or the other actors I'm not familiar with. Mamodu Athi is the main character. He does look familiar, but I couldn't find anything that he was in. Oh, that bastard's mowing the lawn outside. You son of a bitch. Oh, <laughs> ah, whatever. Yeah, Keep going. We're doing this in the morning today. Yeah. Try to ignore the lawnmower. Fucking lawnmower man, great. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so Black Box is about a man who was in a car wreck with his wife. His wife was killed and he has amnesia. He doesn't remember. He has like an eight-year-old daughter that he doesn't remember at all. So... He's trying to, his daughter's very precocious. She's doing her best to help him remember, or at least get him back into some sort of routine, taking her to school, picking her up, and he's just kind of tanking. He's depressed, you know. He's lost his wife, who he doesn't even remember, and now he has his child, who he doesn't remember. Enter Felicia Rashad, the mad scientist of this movie. Um, And she's a fun mad scientist, but I don't think there's (laughs) anything terribly original about the mad scientist or the twist that this mm-hmm. takes it didn't knock my socks off but again great acting okay even though i wasn't blown away i would say i would recommend this it's worth a watch and i think you would even like it okay let me check that out yeah i don't want to ruin any of these all right so that's black box uh next this one was my favorite so this one, and this was the one where I saw the trailer and was like, oh, this is going to be the worst one. I'm sure of it. The premise is so silly. And the movie is called Evil Eye. <laughs> Evil Eye. I'm was it one of those now. little blue eyeball things? Or is that what it is? From Isn't that like an Ar- Armenian thing? The Evil Eye? The... Well, this is an Indian cast. Okay. I don't know. The, oh. the Evil Eye is this this notion that seems to be... 
a part, everyone in this culture seems to be kind of familiar with it. The premise is a superstitious mother is convinced that her daughter's new boyfriend is the reincarnation of a man who tried to kill her 30 years ago. Huh. See, and when I heard that, I was like, ugh. Hmm. But then I watched it, and it was my favorite one. Okay. Um, and I don't want to spoil it, but I am going to spoil it a little bit. You, you find out pretty quickly that the mother is right. It is her oh, yeah. reincarnated lover who tried to kill her 30 years ago. Huh. And I thought, okay, this is going to turn into kind of a metaphor for domestic abuse and this cycle of domestic right, yeah. abuse. Because the mother never told the daughter about this until she became involved with this man. And then she tells her the story, and then she tells her her theory, and mm. the daughter's like, okay, you need mental help. You're right. absolutely crazy. And then you find out pretty fast that she's not. She's right. And even the daughter finds out. Um, but it's still a nice little kind of domestic abuse horror movie, even though that premise turns out to be literally what it is, mm -hmm. and not just a metaphor for domestic abuse. I still really like it. It's a good mother and daughter story. It's a good story about um, generations of women learning to identify men like this. Because the mother even says something like, the, the daughter's embarrassed that she would get involved with a man like this. Just like any woman, they think it's their fault. Mm -hmm. And the mother just says something like, um, you know, generations of women are going to learn to identify men like this. Because there will, not to Joss Whedon all of you, but... There will always be men like this. Mm -hmm. so the trick is identifying them and staying away from them. Uh -huh, okay. So I guess I ruined the whole thing. I'm sorry. No. But it's, <laughs> it's really good. I liked it a lot. Um, that was my favorite one. I would say check that out. And then finally, Nocturne, which I think was the one that I was the most interested in because it has this girl from Euphoria and The Handmaid's Tale and Sharp Objects. Um, crap. Okay, I'm looking her up right now. Nocturne. Her name is Sydney Sweeney. And I always really, really like her. Um, and her survival rate in the things that I have seen her in, very poor. Let me see. Let me see your picture. You'd know her if you saw her. She's a lot younger in that. Well, I guess you don't watch The Handmaid's Tale, but you watch no, Sharp yeah, Objects. Hmm. Sharp Objects, she's the character. Well, I didn't that watch that either. I thought you watched that with me. No. Oh. I must have watched that with somebody else. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> Survival rate, not great. Not 100% death, but uh, not good. When you're in movies like you or shows like Euphoria, Sharp, Sharp Objects, and Handmaid's Tale. Mm. Especially The Handmaid's Tale. Anyway, I like her. She's really good, but this movie is so boring. The premise is these girls are twins. They grew up playing piano together, and... The main character is jealous of her twin sister who's better at playing the piano. She got accepted to Juilliard. Mm -hmm. Sydney Sweeney's character did not. Um, so she finds this spell book to kind of overtake her sister. Mm -hmm. not, and when I read that, I was like, ooh, like, become her sister. Cool. Mm -hmm. No, no. Just be better at piano than her oh, sister. Okay. Um, so it's sort of like Black Swan if Black Swan was really boring and it was <laughs> piano instead of ballet. Okay. I wanted to turn it off after an hour because I was like, I get it, I get it, I get it. And it turns out I got it. Right. There are no twists. Watch Black Swan. Don't check this out. Okay. Huh. 
Yeah. Like, cause that one, I mean, just the, the name alone seems like it would be the most, like, the one I'd be interested in the most. Right. Like, ooh, Nocturne. Nocturne. Ooh. No, not at all. No. So is no. this, this ends Jesselyn's Corner with this movie? This ends Jesselyn's Corner, so check out Black Box. Mm. Definitely check out uh, Evil Eye. And you can probably skip the lie and definitely skip Nocturne, in my opinion. All right. That's what I'd say. Well, end of Jesselyn's Quarter, yep. now with 100% more leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back with our movie of the week. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week. Is the 2011, um, excuse me, the 2012 found footage horror anthology VHS. The year we got married. Yep. How can you forget? I know. How could I? Jeez. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> I first remember reading about this movie before it came out and said that it was scary, violent. Uh, scary and violent. Yeah, that's that's what I got out of it. And I was like, well, fuck. All right, great. I would like to see this. Um, found footage, I kind of like. You know, it, it, it's hit or miss. Uh, I like it. I, I know, you, you it. love that shit. And this is the first time uh, that I really paid attention to how they were filming, because I'm going to be honest, I don't care. Yeah. I'm not going to get lost in, oh, how are they filming this? Yeah, who gives a fuck? Okay. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. But they do a good job of showing me. Yeah. They do. Yeah. But at the same time, who gives a shit? Right. How they're filming. I, I, you just, yeah, who cares after a while? I don't care. I can relax and have fun. Exactly. Because, yeah, because there's a scene in this where, or a story where this guy's wearing glasses that have a a camera in them. And a microphone. And a microphone. And so I'm like, okay, well, where's the receiver? Where's this downloading to? Kind of thing. I'm like, oh, just, you know, chill the fuck out, okay? How can you hear people from across the room the same way you can hear people right in his face? Right. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So yes, this is um, a 2012 film. Um, took a little while to come out, and then I think I finally got a hold of a copy illegally, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we watched it. And like the first five minutes of this movie is the pretty much like the wraparound yeah. of all these different little clips, and um, it's not like other anthology movies where it's a it's a front and back end. This one's just wraps everything around, like, yeah. through each segment, they'll show these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the first five minutes, they're not, they don't have, like, the main movie in hand just yet. It's just showing you these piece of shit characters who film, um, who either film themselves fucking girls or assaulting women. Sexually assaulting sexually them, assault, yeah. Assaulting women. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, uh, that, I mean, when we first watched this, you were put off completely yeah, by like that. right away I was done. And you're like, I don't know if I could watch this. Well, I'm like, and from what I read also is that that was the perception of other people. They're like just 
hold on, just keep mm-hmm. watching, and you'll be all right. And yeah. Everything's gonna be great. And so yeah, you get after you get out of that initial five minutes, and um, and that's pretty much you establish how horrible these characters are. True. I was ready for them to die. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and uh, from some of the conversation in there, one of the guys is like, "Yeah, I get we get twenty five or fifty bucks each time we do this." Where they would go and they'd grab a girl and, and they'd lift up her shirt and they'd sell these videos for fifty bucks a piece, which is horrible. Like I mean, yeah. I mean that's a very low price. Any price is horrible, but that's a very low price for that, especially when you have like six guys. Like, how are you making any money from that at all? First of all, and plus it's despicable. Right. Um, and that maybe in twenty twelve there weren't proper laws in place to prosecute thoroughly. Right. Those kind of assaults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. But I digress. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we're established some really shitty characters, and one of them suggests that hey, we can make more money doing other things. Uh, and he's like, I have a job where um, pays a lot, and all you have to do is pick up a VHS cassette from um, from this house, mm-hmm. and you just have to find it. So him and like four or five other guys enter the house, and they just try and search for this VHS tape that's very dimly lit. Um, gross, and then they come upon a guy who they think is dead, and he's sitting in a chair, and he's in front of, like, a blank screen, like a fuzz screen, and with a bunch of different VCRs, and um, this is where our movie uh, really starts, because uh, each VHS, VHS tape these guys put in is a different story. Now, um, I'll get through the directors and everything once we go through all the, uh, all the different stories. Uh, so, um, also, when these guys first, you know, get there, they're, they're, they split up, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, they ask one of the guys to watch the, start looking through the tapes, because once they see what they're looking for, they'll know. That's what I keep, they ke- I kept hearing. Um, so, yeah, one guy watches tapes, a couple guys go upstairs, another couple guys go in the basement, and that's when our anthology begins with our first story, which is called... Amateur Night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is the one that really kind of kicks forward yeah. that, that the part uh, that's really just diminishes the first part of this movie. And you, you're like, okay, I get it now. We're in for a good ride. So, um, Amateur Night. I was just going to say, it's easily my favorite one. Easily. And it's too bad that it's first. I think maybe it should be last, but mm, probably needs to be first. It needs to be first, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from David Bruckner. Um, he did The Signal. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he did that uh, Netflix movie, The Ritual. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a segment in uh, Southbound. And uh, uh, some of the Creepshow episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, pretty good resume we got going here for... Um, <laughs> All these different directors, and all these guys pretty much have done something. So it's it's cool to see somewhat of a starting point for these guys back in like probably as their film in 2010 to 2012 to see where they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, the wraparound segment is actually directed by Adam Wingard, who's done uh, Your Next, uh, some of the other VHS movies. Mm-hmm. He's going to be doing Godzilla versus King Kong coming up soon. So, yeah, he's a wraparound guy, and David Bruckner is Amateur Night, and this one is about. Three douchebag college guys, or, I don't know, maybe college or not. Who knows? twenties. Real, like, drunk dudes while yeah. fucking everything. You know, like, yeah. I'm watching, like, I'm watching this movie, and 
after like five minutes of watching, even less than that, after a yeah. minute of watching these guys, I wanted to go back in time and beat the shit out of myself. Yeah. I seriously did. <laughs> out of yourself, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, after seeing all these drunk girls, I felt the same way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, these guys go out for a night and they give their little dweeby friend these these pair of glasses to uh, that, that have a camera and a microphone built into them mm-hmm. so they can film their exploits of the night and of later in the after hours is when they try and threesome or foursome a girl. Yeah. So the the whole evening they're out and we get to watch through the eyes of the little dude and we keep seeing in his vision um, this girl with big eyes and she keeps staring at him and uh, it's sometimes it's just short little clips and sometimes he's looking straight at her and she's very hard to understand because mm-hmm. she's talking so lightly and she's so pale and stuff. She's kind of like a, a ghoulish but still cute. You know, she still like like a bird. Yes. Almost. Yeah, that's really important. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she kind of keeps appearing throughout the night while the guys are hanging out and getting drunk and everything and picking up girls, getting kicked out of bars, doing coke uh, until they go back to their hotel room and. Um, the nerdy dude's been flirting with the, the weird girl this whole time. Who's only saying one thing. Who's only said one thing is, I like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and his one other friend, I think his name's like Shane or something like that. Or... I don't remember. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, he brought one girl back to the, ho- the, the uh, double-bedded hotel mm-hmm. to where he's making out with her, but then she passes out. Mm-hmm. And his one other friend, who won't stop fucking laughing on the yeah, couch. I, just, I want to kill him so hard. <laughs> uh, so he he totally struck out with the weird girl earlier. Mercifully, his friends stop him. And you're kind of thinking maybe that's a little good guy move this guy's doing. He's kind of a jackass, but. All right, maybe a little redemption for him saying, like, don't move up on that girl. Sort of. Like, yes. If all it takes is, don't rape this unconscious girl. Yes, like, exactly. Oh, that guy's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that's, and yeah, that's absolutely true. That's yeah. that, that mindset mm-hmm. to where you're giving guys this free pass of saying, oh, you're a good guy now because you said this kind of thing. Right. It's totally true. Um, so, a uh, girl passes out and Shane gets mad and... Heads on to the one girl who likes the dweeby guy, mm-hmm. and then starts to move in on her, and dweeby guy moves and goes to the bathroom because he can't handle this. Dude totally stole his girl. While Shane's yelling at him, hey, dude, come over here. Let's do this. Let's have a threesome. So she starts, she like totally flips the one dude around. And even before that, though, there's, there's still something weird about her. I, I noticed this time around... I think the the picture was so much better this time that you can really subtly see how her face starts to change. Yes, yes, yes. I never really noticed that before. Like her forehead kind of splits apart a little yeah. bit, like when they start getting it on, and you really don't notice it, and it doesn't do it on camera. It's just there. Yeah. And along with her feet, we get a good shot of her feet, and they're like these claws. Like dragon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really fast. Really fast, and yeah. then you're uh, and everything's just like. And the, the nerdy dude's like, whoa, hold on a second here. And then uh, Shane's 
yeah, she flipped over Shane. She's she's uh, doing cowgirl now, and mm-hmm. she starts to undo Homeboy's belt, and she's gonna blow the, him. The dweeby guy, yeah. Right, and but before she's gonna do that, she's like, no, and she looks over at the other dude who was laughing on the couch. Patrick. He's totally starting to take off all of his clothes, and she's like, no, I don't want this dude fucking around. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, I can't hand- a nerdy dude can't handle it again, and runs into the bathroom, and the other dude totally unrobes, and then. Um, Nerdy dude's in the bathroom, just like, I can't handle this kind of thing. And homeboy who took off all his clothes, runs into the bathroom and says she bit him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when we get to look outside of, into the bed. And she's totally fucking the one dude up. The most, one of the most annoying guys. Like, the ripping three. out his intestines. Right. Grabs him, flips him on the floor, starts tearing him up. She starts to transform even more. She's got like this ghoulish face. Uh, sharp teeth, like her skin is beginning to change also. Um, our guys in the bathroom are freaking out now. They're like, what are we going to do? Um, Patrick's completely naked. Naked, yeah. We get yeah. to see a dong and everything. <laughs> and both guys try to escape. She fucks up the one guy, kills him, and starts sucking his blood. And that's when we get to know that she is a succubus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's because the whole idea is, what if men had to be just as afraid of women as women have to be of men? Yes, yeah. Uh, It's, these guys didn't think twice about bringing these two girls back to their private hotel room. Girls would have to really think hard, like, is this Mm -hmm. a good idea, or are they going to murder us, rape us, whatever? Guys never never have that. No, never at all. So it's an interesting flip, and I think it's really fun. What if men had to be just as scared? And and it's funny because the one girl Shane brought home, she's totally passed out while all this is happening to her. These guys are getting murdered. She's like, she got splashed with blood. But it's not like they ever, like, because you can't cut to her getting hit with stuff or anything. It's just, like, really subtle things, which really put this piece together. So the nerdy dude totally escapes, starting to run down the stairs of this hotel, and he falls down and breaks his wrist, and it's a pretty gruesome break. I hate that part. To where um, the succubus then descends the stairs and tries to fuck him. Uh, because she likes him. <laughs> Which she said over and over and over again to him right. all night. That's all she said. Yep. Um, <laughs> and he can't get hard. She gets pretty pissed off about it. He runs off, um, screaming for help. And right as he gets into the parking lot, she flies, picks him up, and carries him off. Yep. And that's it. Um, the final shot is of the glasses that he's wearing falling to the earth. Yep. And that's it. Perfect fucking ending. Takes that. him wherever <sighs> it is she lives. I right. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, our first segment. Yeah, my favorite. A plus. <laughs> and I really love the subtle changes in her face. I never could see that before. Yeah. Our second one is is called Second Honeymoon. Mm-hmm. This and is a good one. I like this one a lot. This one I kind of appreciated <clears throat> this one more now. I like this one the least when I initially saw it. Okay. Uh, I appreciate it because of a couple of things. Now, this one's directed by Ty West and mm-hmm. features Joe Swanberg, who also directed another episode yeah. in this uh, anthology. And he was a director, too. And, um, yeah. He's in Your Next. He's, he's, he's a funny actor. Everything he, I, I can't take him seriously, really, in anything I see. It's just, like, from the other things I've seen of him. 
Yeah, I think I can, but he, yeah. He is always kind of the jackass in the movie. And this one's about him and, uh, oh shit, what's her name? Oh, her name is uh, Kate Lynn Scheel. Now, she doesn't act as much anymore, but she started directing. Oh. Right, yeah, and she actually directed... Uh, the latest Black Christmas, and the um, New Year, New You, New You. That... Ooh, I liked that one. So yeah, she did. So she did a pretty decent one, and yeah. then she did a horrible one. <laughs> so uh... speaking of the Into the Dark series, yes. yeah, I liked that one. And you're right, Black Christmas sucked, but <laughs> I want to defend it because it tried to be feminist. I just don't think it did very well. <laughs> Anywho, interesting. Anywho. I didn't know that connection. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, this one's about a guy and his girlfriend who um, kind of just go on a little road trip with each other. In the middle of nowhere, it seems yeah, like. like Route 66 this, like, yeah. road trip where they're just going down. and It's just like a, a, an examination of a couple that things might have gone wrong at some point in time. But they don't really tell you what. It's more of just subtleties. Right. Because the guy, it he doesn't really kind of, it seems he doesn't trust this girl he's with. Right. Uh, and you can see throughout this short that he's questioning her, but never questioning her. He There's always just a doubt in his eyes mm-hmm. kind of thing. Until um, we find out later after they, they have this time together, uh... Well, even before that, there's uh, they spend a night in a hotel, and a girl knocks on their door um, while he's trying to shoot a fuck scene with his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to <clears throat> film them having sex, and she keeps saying no. No, no. Just turn the camera off, and he won't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we hear a knock on the door, and it cuts, and then it comes back to Joe Swanberg, um telling his girlfriend what that whole interaction was. He's like, yeah, it was a girl, but not, you know, a, a real girl, kind of like a, a college-age girl. Um, really creepy. She asked if we can give her a ride in the morning, and he's just, like, really creeped out by this. And you can see that it really bothered him, because something must have happened earlier in time to, to make him feel this way. Because mm-hmm. I think it, it kind of would have creeped me out, too, but I think I would have joked about it afterward. But with them, there was no joking. They just went to sleep. Yeah, he's almost scared. Right, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, that night when they go to sleep, someone breaks into their hotel room and grabs the camera that he was using trying to make the fuck film and just films him sleeping and films her. And she uh, uh, the person filming t- takes the blanket down the shore button they uh, pull out a knife and rub it against her and then go to the uh, bathroom and put his toothbrush in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then we, our next shot is in the morning. They wake up. Uh, he's, he's brushing his, his teeth. fucking teeth. <laughs> and the person also stole a few hundred bucks from him. So later yeah. on, he's like, dude, you, he goes to his girlfriend, like, did you steal money from me? I had like $200. And she's like, no, no, I didn't. Why would I steal it? Blah, blah, blah. And he says, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. And, and 
then he also says, it's not like you haven't treated yourself before. Wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time, treated right? Treated yourself, yeah. Right. We so don't really know what that means. Any of that means, yeah. yeah it's just, yeah, very vague. Uh, so they spend another day out with each other, um, and then they go to sleep again. And same thing happens again with the video camera, except this time the person gets the knife and just sticks her right in the, in the homeboy's neck. He wakes up right away and gurgles blood, and it's really, ooh, it's it's really, really gross. Uh, she almost visceral. decapitates him, yeah. it's like, yeah. And the best part, though, is the gurgling that he does. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking sure that's why this movie never got an R rating, was just because of the gurgling that he does. Mm. Uh, so the person who broke in murders him, and then in the next shot we see them making out with the girlfriend, and we see that it's another woman. And it's probably the woman who knocked on the door from the time before, and they were together mm-hmm. the They're, whole time. They film themselves kind of making out in the bathroom, and then they take off. And then they drive away, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> that's the movie. I, I think I like this one a lot more because I paid a lot more attention to um, their emotions in, yeah. this, in this particular segment. So Yeah, what I never noticed is they go to the this cliff, I should probably know where it is, but I don't remember. Is it the Grand Canyon? Yeah, I think they're they're they're, they're in Arizona. They're climbing around. Um, He decides to go down further on the cliff, and she can't see him for a while, and she just goes, did you fall? (laughs) Did you fall? She doesn't care at all. She's not concerned. Yeah, no. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is. (laughs) A lot of subtlety in this one, so. (laughs) All right. The next segment is called... Tuesday the 17th. Um, this is the slasher one. Mm-hmm. This one I've heard from other people is the one they like the least. Uh, I kind of throw this one more in the middle. Um, I still do like this one. It's about this... Uh, it's Oh, it's directed by uh, Glenn McQuaid. He directed I Sell the Dead. That's okay. the one with uh, that Simon Pegg. Dominic and, Monaghan? Yeah, that yeah. one, yeah. So, I've never seen it. Is it I anything? never have either. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's about this one, uh, these four people who are going to this lake, these college-age kids, uh, two females, two males. They, uh, they're brought there by this one girl, uh, one of their friends or classmates or something under false pretenses because she goes to the guy, like, she told him that she wanted to go out and fuck, kind of, you know, like, hey, me and you will go out to the lake this weekend. Yeah. But she also said that to the nerdy dude and to the other girl girl said yeah let's let's go have a girls weekend yeah kind of thing right so, yeah so she tricked these people into going with her and everyone in the car is just like uh, uh kind of you know not really questioning it all that much you know sort of laughing it off yeah she like, tricks them all yeah. yeah not not suspecting a thing mm-hmm. so she takes them to this secluded place and of course someone's filming all of this and they're being college people this one's trying to fuck this one this one's trying to fuck the other one right um, but as they're filming this, we get glitches in the camera, and it shows, like, dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girl who's leading them there will, every once in a while, say something kind of creepy. She goes to the one guy that wants to fuck her, he goes, uh, she goes to him, you know, you're all gonna fucking die here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, what? what? What's going on? And it kind of brushes it off a little bit, and then they're all hanging out at this lake, and she starts to go into this story about, um... Uh, the people who died here because the guy asks like why did you say that to me you know mm-hmm. hours later or however long and so she goes into it and then 
she totally stops the story and starts laughing and everyone kind of thinks it's like her fucking with them. Yeah. But after seeing this segment a few times now, she's laughing because she knows that they're going to die because yeah. she led them there because she was there before when all of her friends died mm-hmm. and she escaped, but she could never get a good picture of the killer because we get to see um, the killer after he starts killing everyone. Uh, he's like glitchy in the camera. Yeah. He's like staticky. You can't get a clear shot of him. Mm-hmm. So she starts explaining that to the one guy because she goes, hey, do you want to go fuck? And he's like, well, this is really weird. Why are you acting this way? Totally not falling for it, you know? Yeah. And then she goes telling him the story and then he's like, I could, I could never film this guy and he can be in more places than once. So I led you here as bait so he can kill you and I can catch him, which she does do. Before that, though, the other two people get killed. Yes, yeah, they, they get go murdered. They go to the bathroom and they get, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're dead. Yeah, knife in the face, um, mm-hmm. stabbed in the head, uh, or in the chest, I forgot which one. The blonde girl was like my Dawn from Terrifier. I was so sad to see her go. Yeah, I liked her. She was, she was fun. Yeah. So, they, so anyway, yeah. yeah. They get killed off. Um, one other guy gets his throat slit. So she thinks uh, she has the upper hand on this glitch killer, and she does get him at one point. She sets up this fucking predator slash Rambo trap, booby trap right. for him. He gets caught in it. Um, she's like, I got you, fucker. Why can't I film you? And she starts to run away. And, and she also says to the camera, if you find this, don't ever come here. Yeah. But the glitch killer, of course, can be anywhere he wants, and he ends up killing her brutally. And then that's the end of the segment. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. That's not my least favorite. Actually, the last one is my least favorite. What, the Haunted House one? Yeah. Really? That, was, that used to be my favorite. I know. Why? All right, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get there. All right. I... The next one is the sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. Joe Swanberg. Um, um, this one is over kind of like Skype mm-hmm. or uh, between this girl and this guy. He seems to be like he's in uh, medical school or he's a resident somewhere. Uh, this girl just kind of stays home, I guess. Or maybe she has a job, whatever. But um, she um, starts seeing weird things in her apartment that she just moved into, mm-hmm. um, like ghosts. And while she's doing this, it's, she's able to pick up some of these things for the camera for him, too. And he's seeing these things also. Um, this one was the scariest one when I first saw it. Yeah. And it still is pretty scary. Because, um, when I, uh, of course when this movie first came out, I heard it was very scary. And yes, they're, upon first viewing, this movie is very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much anymore after you've seen everything, but this one still really holds up in there. Um, so yeah, after a while, you know, uh, night through night, like, she keeps seeing ghosts, and at the same time, she has, like, this thing in her arm that she's picking at. She yeah. says she feels something underneath her arm, and she keeps picking and picking and picking until, like, a few days go by, and she shows on the camera, like... She's you know, got a, a scalpel in there, yeah. yeah. totally digging in there, trying to get something <laughs> out of her arm, and him, he's like, dude, don't do that, you know, you're gonna hurt yourself, stop doing that, I'll be home pretty soon, I'll check it out when I get there, you need to relax... Um, never stay says in your room. Go to a doctor or anything no, like that. Yeah. No, never says that. Um, so just stay in your room. You know, keep the keep them out. Don't go out there. But she keeps trying to interact with these ghosts or whatever they are um, until finally, kind of, she uh, they go out and 
it's like it seems like there's a family of them and she gets knocked out mm-hmm. and we get to see that her boyfriend isn't miles and miles away he's actually right next door in this apartment building and he runs in there and he starts talking about like oh the tracking device in her arm you have to make it not so bulgy you have to take care of that kind of thing uh, he also cuts like this weird little fetus out of her, her stomach yeah. yeah yeah i guess she has alien babies or something like that so strange it's yeah. really weird um and then he keeps speaking to someone else we can't really hear what they're saying he's like well we have to make it look like an accident why do we have to keep doing this you know um and then our next shot is of their conversation again and she's her arm is broken he broke it. He, he said, yeah. I'm going to have to break some bones. Yeah, yeah, so he had to make it look like an accident, mm-hmm. like she got hit by a car. So, uh, yeah, the next shot is her all messed up, and, he's like, and she's like, I'm sorry, like, you have to be with me, I'm such a mess. She's like, oh, don't worry, you know, I'll work things out, such and such and such. I'll see you whenever. And she's like, I love you, and he didn't say it back to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our next shot is of him kind of doing the same thing to another girl mm-hmm. to where uh, like she takes her top off too and it's just like the same thing happening again maybe like there's this thing of girls who are having alien babies or something or yeah who knows yeah it's never explained and i'm glad yeah i think an explanation would satisfy no me. it wouldn't it, yeah. it'd probably make it worse mm-hmm. so yeah that's our that's that one mm-hmm. uh our last one is ten thirty one ninety eight, halloween night it's by the uh, Radio Silence, the guys who done Ready or, who did Ready or Not, uh, a segment in Southbound, mm-hmm. and they are slated to direct the next Scream movie. Mm-hmm. So very interesting to to see these guys come up. Uh, this one's about a uh, about four friends going to a, uh, a Halloween party, getting lost and going to the wrong house, and happening upon a ritual of some sort which we really don't know at this point in time but they enter this house looking for their friends in the party and it's just like dude guys get like can't you get a clue you're in the wrong house yeah but they you, they keep seeing kind of creepy things happening in this house and they think they're like decorations or like holograms or whatever they're right. not they're not understanding that they're in the wrong place and then they finally reach the attic and they see a seance going around uh, there's a bunch of guys surrounding this girl doing this ritual she's screaming and they start going on with it because they think it's part of like this halloween party they're at and uh <laughs> they're totally <Yeah>. not <laughs> and the guys tell them to leave and you know they're like what are you doing with that girl and all of a sudden the members or the cultists i guess start getting carried away in the darkness um they're like pulled away mm-hmm. so the guys totally take off but one of them gets a conscience and is like oh you know we gotta go save that girl they head back up, save the girl. A bunch of fucked up shit starts happening in the in the um, into the haunted house. I'm gonna call it now. Mm-hmm. Arms um, reaching out, yeah. The walls. yeah. Shit's like moving around. Doors are closing. Windows are like closing. I'm not like shutting, but closing up. Like they're not gonna be windows anymore. Um, and they get this girl out. These four guys uh, drive uh, start driving away from there. And the girl's freaking out. And then she disappears from the car. And the car stalls and won't start and is parked right on some railroad tracks and the girl i guess is a bad ghost i want to say or a yeah, demon of some sort she's this evil spirit so maybe the people were trying to eradicate it from this yeah. girl or they're having an exorcism and then mm-hmm. it 
they broke it up and she's the devil or whatever. And so she leaves the car in the train tracks for the guys and they totally get annihilated by the train. Right. All right. And that's when our wraparound uh, ends also. Actually, it ends before that last one, which I'm happy it does that. Uh, the wraparound ends when the last guy who said he was going to, you know, we should do this job finds that the, the dead man who was sitting in the chair isn't in the chair anymore. And um, the, the big fat dude starts chasing him around until he knocks him down the stairs in the basement and he dies. Mm -hmm. and that's the end of that segment. Um, I do want to, um, and that's pretty much the end of the movie. Yeah. I do want to say one, one thing about the beginning of the movie when these guys are like fucking with women. They, there's also a part of them just destroying this building or this trailer of yeah, some sort. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's partially to remind us about videotaping and the power it had when people were able to afford these things. I remember seeing videos exactly like that mm -hmm. on the news of going like, new video surface of kids vandalizing, and it looked exactly like mm -hmm. what they were doing. I mean, exactly. Um, so I just found it very interesting. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think this is one of the higher tier of the horror anthology movies. Agreed. It's, it's up there with Creepshow. Yeah. Um, and then I hope to do parts two and three at some point in time, not any time soon, of VHS. That would be pretty cool. But I think we may be going uh, next few episodes a few more horror anthologies. Yeah, so. you got big plans. I do. Mm -hmm. See if I, I follow through with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, anything else on uh, VHS? Uh, no, check it out if check you like out. anthologies. If you can tolerate found footage, and if you can relax about found footage. Yeah. Although I, I shouldn't say that about this movie because they're actually pretty careful about how everything's being filmed. So you can always tell. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, check it out. Absolutely. Check it out. Love it to death. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That does it for us this week, but we will catch you next week. Thanks for listening.